what's going on people welcome to another episode of clutch pod as always don't forget to follow us on the twitter at clutch underscore pod we're back after the international break and we'll be back for the near future because the next international break will be in march thank god i'm your host ab this week i'll be going through premier league weekend results and in the nba segment we'll be going through the latest nba news so kicking off in the prem we're gonna start off in the late game on saturday we saw spurs with a huge statement win against chelsea 3-1 at home at wembley that was a big win for them Deli ali Ari, Ari kane and son who scored probably one of the goals of the season so far um to be honest i was surprised to see that spurs won 3-1 because under Maurizio Sarri, Chelsea, they've been unbeaten in their last 18 games and they've been playing very well. So to lose a game like that, that badly, it, it just shows that Spurs, they're back in business. I think that's a big statement win for them. Obviously, Chelsea's first defeat and I feel like Tottenham played well. They played really well. Came out of the blocks explosively. Got the first or two nil up inside 17 minutes and quite frankly Chelsea couldn't keep up to the pace of the game after that despite scoring a late goal through Giroud super sub it wasn't good enough so that's their first defeat of the season Spurs going to third five points up off the top and that'll be a, that's a very good win for them huge momentum boost because we all know they've got a huge Champions League game coming up in midweek which could decide their Champions League fate so for them to win that game that will give them momentum going forward moving on quite boring game at Old Trafford United drawing 0-0 to Crystal Palace another poor display Lukaku's back in the lineup and yeah he, he just wasn't cutting it couldn't score he got a goal ruled off for offside other than that we rarely threatened and Palace, they actually had their chances as well, but it's just poor from United. And as the days go by, I'm just losing faith in Mourinho. But I'm going to keep to my word, which I've been saying for the past couple episodes on the podcast, that just give it to him. Just let him keep his job to the end of the season because there's no point changing managers now. We're not going to achieve anything. Like, no one's going to come and win the league after being appointed in mid or late November. Like, it's not going to happen so if you get rid of him in the summer hire a new manager he has the time to work with the players through pre-season probably buy the players he wants to buy sell the players he doesn't want and yeah we can look forward to the new we can look forward to the new season and the new management whether or not i think that will happen i think right now the board they lack ambition so unless Unless United don't make the top four, which at the moment is looking very likely, I don't think they'll part ways with Mourinho. That that literally has to be it. And especially if you don't win anything as well. So the only way I see it is United finish outside the top four and win nothing, which we're on course to do anyway. And that's the only way Mourinho will lose his job. It hurts me to say this because Mourinho, he's been a fantastic manager over the years, but he's done now, man. He's... His tactics are old-fashioned and he's used to having to change them. Like, You can't go nowhere parking the bus nowadays. If you were to ask me who I would want to replace Mourinho, 
I would probably suggest at first I'll scream in Zidane, 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 yeah, yeah, he's that guy, he's that guy. But what Mauricio Pochettino has done at Spurs is actually an incredible job. People might say, ah, oh, he hasn't won anything, this, this, that, but whoever's saying that, they clearly don't know football. I remember I saw a tweet that said, if Pochettino was at the place that Mourinho was at, so Inter, Madrid, Chelsea, he would have won maybe not the same amount of trophies as Mourinho, but he would have definitely won a few trophies at those stints, at those three clubs. So, at Spurs, and then um, the person said, would Mourinho be winning at Spurs? <laughs> definitely not, man, because look what he's doing at United. And that's with that's him given, a lim- not unlimited, but a vast amount of resources. You think he could do it at Spurs with a tight budget? There's no way. You think he could do it at Spurs, not buy anyone in summer and not complain? There's no way. He'll use that for every defeat that they have in the season. So, Pochettino, he's a top, top manager. I just feel like he needs to move to that elite level club to get his respect up and to get these ignorant football fans on his side that he's actually a quality manager. Because given the right team and the right amount of resources, he could do an amazing job and win a whole load of trophies. So... If Mourinho was to go, I feel like I would want Pochettino the most, better than any other manager that I can think of right now, that we can get, obviously. But yeah, moving on. We saw Arsenal on Sunday scrape past Bournemouth 2-1. It's another victory for them on the road. Aubameyang scoring <laughs> a mad own goal from Lerma. That own goal, yeah. I've never seen someone score an own goal with such finesse, like... I don't know if you if you had seen it like the ball came in and then he tried to clear it but he just shot and it flashed past the keeper. I was watching, I was thinking, it's just so mad because like what's the chances of that happening? But yeah, it's just a stroke of bad luck, man. Obviously, Bournemouth had their chances as well. They were threatening Arsenal. I still don't believe in Arsenal's defense because Mustafi, even Socrates, they're not they're not good defenders at all, man. Like, I know I have no right in talking about good defenders when the team I support plays Chris Smalling and Victor Lindelof at the back, but those guys, they're not defend, they're not quality defenders. Even the last kick of the game was a free kick. I can't remember who took it. One of the Black Brothers that played for Bournemouth. And I think it was Junior Stanislas. But yeah, Mustafi, he just, he just dives into challenges and you're just looking at him thinking, do you not have any football IQ? Like, why would you dive into such challenges You'll dive into challenges that you know you're not going to win the ball or the player is going absolutely nowhere and you just fouled man for no reason. And I just failed to understand that. But at the end of the day, they got the win. So that's a good win for them. They're fifth, eight points off the top and a point off the top four. So yeah, I think if you told Arsenal fans that after 13 games, you win eight, lose two, draw three and be a point off the top, I think they'll take that. They will take that. I'm sure they will. Other league games. So, on Saturday, I was at the game at London Stadium. So, West Ham get brutalised by Man City. Four goals to nil. And after actually watching City play in like live in the flesh, they're actually such a sick team. Like The way they're just stroking the ball around the park. Like, the first two goals, I only saw the first two goals. And the first one from Silva, literally, they just played out back. Sterling made that run, fed by Fernandinho, I think, on the wing, just 
played at cross court, they made it look so, so easy. Like That team is could probably go down as one of the greatest teams in Premier League history if they can keep this up. Because the way they're just brushing past teams, I mean, they were 2-0 up in under 15 minutes. Like The game's done. Like, against Man City, you go 2-0 down, you're done. I know, obviously, last season, United 2-0 down, came back 3-2, but fam, like, Man City are levels now, man. You ain't, you ain't going to come back from a two-goal deficit. And I was chatting to a few West Ham fans. They left at, like, 3-0, 30 minutes. They was like, yeah, um, it's just a shit old performance. You know, like, them geezers are on the East End, fam. <laughs> just saying, yeah. I was like, sometimes you just got to put your hands up and say, we were just outclassed today, man. This is the same thing when we played them and we lost. Uh, we were just outclassed. Like, there's nothing... There's nothing I could do or say. Like it's just the truth. So City, thirty-five points now. They are two points clear at the top. Still undefeated. Eleven wins out of thirteen games. Moving on to the other end of the table. Claudio Ranieri's first game as Fulham manager. I have to say I was disappointed to see Jakanovic get sacked, but I wasn't surprised at all because in the Premier League it's nothing like the Championship. You don't have time. It's such a high-pressure job that a few results don't go your way and literally they're looking they're looking to sack you unless you're Jose Mourinho where you can do anything and still end up in charge for some stupid reason fam but <laughs> but yeah so it was sad to see him go especially with the success and the way he got the Fulham team playing but in Ranieri Fulham have a manager who who's who's done it he's done it all basically he's a high profile name so Obviously, he's going to demand respect and get the respect immediately, especially with what he done with Leicester. And, yeah, they got off to a great start coming from coming from behind twice, I believe, against Southampton. Mitrovic is back firing two goals. Andre Scherler as well getting a goal. It's a good win for them, man. It's a good win. I feel like with this appointment of Ranieri, they should be able to sneak out the bottom and su- they should be able to survive. I believe they shouldn't go down, man. Especially with the money they spent, you can't spend a hundred million and get relegated after one season. Like that's a joke. That was a good win, morale boosting win for them. Good to see Mitrovic scoring goals again. I think that's his seventh. I think he scored his sixth and seventh league goal of the season. And yeah, I remember if you remember episode one, I said Mitrovic is gonna score between. I can't remember. I said. I think I said that. 12 to 15 Premier League goals or something like that. So, he's proven to be on course for that. So, I'm happy about that as well. Moving on to the game at Vicarage Road. So, that's a big, big win for Liverpool. Brushed aside Watford with 10 men. 3-0 at Vicarage Road. Mo Salah getting back on the score sheet. Mo Salah. Trent Alexander-Arnold with an excellent free kick. Jordan Henderson got sent off two yellow cards. And Roberto Firmino getting on the score sheet as well. And I saw a statistic that Roberto Firmino, he doesn't score a lot of goals and he's been getting a lot of stick online for his lack of scoring goals. But the way he plays, scoring goals shouldn't really affect him because he fits he fits well in the in Liverpool's in the club system, man. Because obviously, at cool, you're a striker, so you're being judged on scoring goals. But there's some things that don't come up in the stat sheet that are still very much admirable and reflective upon the type of player that he is. 
Like you talk about the runs he makes, the space he creates for his uh, for his other players, like Mane and Salah, the link up play, his assists as well. So you can't really grill man for not scoring. And you have to remember he's not really a number nine because at Hoffenheim he played as a ten. So it was only at Liverpool that he began to play as a out and out number nine. So obviously I wouldn't say he's still adjusting, but like. He doesn't have that clinical striker's instinct that I... I was thinking of Lukaku, but <laughs> let me hold off that. That I... Aubameyang, Lacazette... Not Morata. Um, you know what I mean. Top strikers will have, basically. But, yeah. But he still he still chips in now and again with goals. And I'll leave him in the lineup if... Yeah, under the Klopp system, you should leave him in the lineup, man. Because as much as I like Sturridge... He doesn't have the work rate or stamina to fit into that system. But at any other club, I don't think Firmino would... St- Let me think. Top four clubs. He'll start at Chelsea. <laughs> He'll start at United as well. Um, that's about it. Would he st- Yeah. He'll only start at Chelsea at United out of the top six clubs, in fact. So that's, that's, that's good for a striker of his calibre. Moving on to a couple other games in the weekend. Everton beat Cardiff 1-0. Gilfie Sigurdsson goal. They, they were expected to win anyway. And a, and a surprising result on Sunday, the late game, um, we saw Wolves lose out home to Huddersfield. Like, I was very surprised. I, was, I watched that game as well. And going into that game, Wolves, they hadn't won in their last four games, losing. I think they lost one against Arsenal, I believe. But yeah, so... They were asking like the Wolves manager, like, how do you expect to bounce back and things like that? But he said he's not, he hasn't lost confidence because Wolves they're still a quality side, like they're a good team, and they've been playing spectacular football ever since they've come up. But for them to lose at home to Huddersfield, I just felt like that would be a huge, huge defeat for them. And on the other end of the spectrum, that's a huge, that's a huge win for Huddersfield, and yeah, that will propel them up the table. So. They've gone up to 15th now, 10 points, a point above the relegate, no, two points above the relegation zone. So, yeah, that, that's a that's a good little win for them. As for Wolves, I can't lie, as a championship team coming up in the Premier League, you often go through these spells, man. You can't expect to win every game. Obviously, not, no winning five is, is not a good feat to have. But you're proving you're a hard team to beat on most occasions anyway. So I don't feel like their heads will drop too low. They're still in the mid-table at the moment, sitting in 11th with 16 points. So yeah, I just feel like the next game they have on the weekend, they'll need to, you know, get a big, big result to bounce back. They're playing Cardiff City away, so they don't want to bounce back. Rounding up the other Premier League results on the weekend, Brighton drew one all with Leicester. Um... And also, on the Monday Night Football, Newcastle edged Burnley 2-1. Another win for Newcastle. They were going strongly. So that's decent. Um, now we're going to do something that we haven't usually been doing before at Clutch. We're going to like round up a couple lucrative results around Europe. And Bayern Munich, they're off to a shaky start in the Bundesliga. They drew 3-0 at the Allianz against Fortuna Dusseldorf. Luca Bacchio scoring a hat trick. I watched the highlights. This guy looks so sick, you know. He 
He's got the pace. I saw him getting behind. Obviously, Nicolas Sulu is not one of the fastest defenders, but the way he got in behind and banged in them goals, he does. He done his thing, man. Thomas Muller banged in two goals as well to put them up in front. But it just showed that um, it showed good resilience for Dusseldorf. I think that was like the second win of the season. Like they're sitting in a relegation zone, so there's no way Bayern Munich should be dropping points, especially at the Allianz, the team of that caliber. But it just goes to show how poorly they've started the season. Dortmund, another win. They won at Mainz, two one. So they go six points, no four points clear at the top. Bayern Munich sitting. They're nine points off the top, and the way Dortmund have started the season, I wouldn't be surprised if they get their first Bundesliga title since the Robert Lewandowski, Mario Gatz, and Max Hummels days. Like, it'll be good for them though, man, because they've gone through a lot, especially when you got Bayern Munich taking their three best players like three years in a row, man. That could that could have a negative effect on the rest of the man. Like, you got man like Royce. Where he's been loyal to Dortmund from the get-go. He's the one brother that said, nah, I ain't getting Bayern, man. Like, it's good to see, because in the Bundesliga, fam, it's come like the best player in the league that ain't on Bayern, just goes Bayern at the end of the season, fam. Look at Goretzka. Obviously, I already mentioned Lewandowski, Hummels, Gertz. Like, it's not fair, bruv. Like, it's not making the league competitive at all. But it's good to have upsets like this, man. Good for Fortuna Dusseldorf. Hopefully, they survive, man. Uh, yeah, wrapping up other results across Europe. PSG beat Toulouse 1-0. Titi Cavani go. What's that like? 14 wins in a row. Fam, they've won the league already, man. They have 42 points. Lyon have 27, bro. Are you taking a piss? Like, we all, know they were, we all knew they were going to win the league anyway. You can't spend like 300 mil in a season and not win the league, fam. And then Real Madrid, their struggles continue. They lost at Ibar. 3-0. Like, that is a joke. They got whitewashed, fam. Big, big Real Madrid. Like, it's a joke thing. That was like, what? The fifth defeat of the season. They sit in sixth place. To be fair, they're only six points off the top anyway, but still, for a Real Madrid team to lose five of their first 13 games, it's, it's practically unheard of. And they're facing the consequences, man. You can't sell the best player in the world and not replace him and expect to still be at the top, like... What what fairy tale world are you living in, fam? Like, come on, bruv. That's disappointing, man. Very, very disappointing. And there was a big game at the Wanda Metropolitano Stadium. Atletico Madrid drawing one all against Barcelona. Usman Dembele coming off the bench to score a last minute equaliser. Salvage the points after Diego Costa put Atletico in front. To be out top, they've been slept on this season. They've been doing their thing, bro. So at this point, Madrid remains third with 24 points. Barcelona, a, sp- a point and a position above them, second with 25 points. And Sevilla lead the way with 26 points. Surprising. Moving on to Syria. Ah, Cristiano Ronaldo back on the score sheet as Juventus beat Spal 2 0. Interman also won 3 0 ahead of their huge, huge game in the Champions League. It's for the football side of the podcast. That should be it. We'll be back. Well, I'll be back. <laughs> this is just been me today. But yeah, hopefully, we'll try to get a few guest speakers on the panel working on that. Also, got good news. We're now on iTunes. So we'll the link will be on our Twitter page at clutch underscore pod. So we're now on iTunes. 
and we're also still on Spotify and SoundCloud. So we're getting there, man. We're getting there. Onwards and upwards for now. But yeah, we're also working on new projects to improve. So if you have any questions that you would like us to answer on the panel or any or if you disagree with any of us or anything like that, don't forget you can always mention us, tag us on Twitter at clutch underscore pod and we'll get right back to you. But yeah, this is your host AB. We'll be back same time next week. Yeah, wrap it up then. NBA segment of our show. Uh, we didn't have a show last week because of the international break, but obviously that don't occur in the NBA, so we got a lot of things to be wrapping up. Let's start off with the Warriors, though. What's going on with them, man? Definitely. I was watching first take. <laughs> my nigga Stephen A. <laughs> That's my nigga, man. Man, <laughs> you put you put into perspective, these man lost to the states of Texas. <laughs> they lost to the Mavericks. <laughs> then they lost to the Spurs. <laughs> then they lost to Houston. That shit's funny. Then OKC, so they went on a four-game losing streak. That's the biggest losing streak they've had under Steve Kerr. But they've bounced back. They won the last two. KD dropped 49, so I think he's put to bed that little dispute he had with um, Draymond Green and the Warriors beat the Magic when KD dropped 49. But yeah, that little thing with Draymond, I feel like that was serious. Even though it's been brushed aside now, KD is one of them petty niggas, man. He's... You know, you take shit to heart, fam, like, especially when you got a man like Draymond sticking it on you, you know, but for a man that's like seven foot one, cause I ain't buying that, that nigga 6'10", bruv, that nigga 7'1", fam, at least, for a man that's 7'1", to take bare shit to heart, like, bro, like, come on, man, you're a big eat, fam, but obviously, you didn't let that affect him last night, done his thing, and yeah, we all knew they are gonna go into the finals anyway, so regular season don't matter, but. And it's just it's just amusing to see them lose, especially four in a row, fam. That shit was fun for me to watch, fam. <laughs> but yeah, obviously, let's move to the east side. Philly! My nigga Jimmy Buckets, fam. Too late game, clutch three-pointers. Obviously, the other day, he called game against the Nets. He also done it when we played the Hornets as well. He loves them teams that end the Nets, fam. <laughs> but yeah, he's been, he's proving he's gelling well with the team, man. And Bede's still getting his numbers. You know, Simmons always going to be flat over triple-double every night. So, yeah, we're doing our thing. Jimmy Butler right now. What are we? 14 and 8. Sitting third in the East. So, I'll take that. I mean, I'll, I'll take that, man. We should we should be challenging the Raptors and that. And even the Bucks, they've started strongly. But, yeah, man. We've been playing well. Obviously, the downside to all of this is the Markel Fort saga. So... He's going to go see a shoulder specialist. Apparently, the GM or Brett Brown, they didn't even know about it. He just told them out the blue that, ah, man's cutting, in it? So that took Elton Brown by surprise. But obviously, when he came out in the media, you have to tell you have to tell them that, right, you support a man's decision, innit? Because at the end of the day, that's your player. And you want to keep squad cohesion high. So he said that he supports Markel all of the way. But then a couple days ago, article came out in Bleach Report talk about how He's going to be traded and he wants a fresh start. And kind of, it's been through a lot, man. And we often forget, yeah, that 
especially with rookies coming into the league, like it's high pressure, man. It's peak because y- y- you have a shit game and then you know Stephen A. Smith or Skip Bayless and them and they are going to stick it on you and tell you how shit you are. Like it takes some mental strength to be able to play in the NBA as a rookie, fam. And we often forget about that because we see like the Tatums, the Mitchells, the Simmons last year of the world. Like they're just doing their thing, but we forget that. These men are still like 19, 20, maybe even 21. And they're balling in probably one of the most watched leagues in the world, fam. So you have to take that into consideration, man. And when I watch Fort play, like, I can't lie. I, I got love for that guy, man. Like, that's my nigga, fam. Like, that's my guy, fam. But you can see, like, he's just not there mentally, man. He just... When you watch him play, like, even his free-throw form... Wow, that was a mad tongue titter. His free-throw form, yeah, it just... Like, man's juggling that ball and that... I can't lie, man tried that a couple times in training. That shit works still. <laughs> I big up Markel for that. But, yeah, man, it's just sad to watch. And at the end of the day, I understand that he might want a fresh chance at a new team. Possibly a team that's doesn't really need to win right now so the pressure's off him in a way and he can flourish but I do believe all of that talk people saying ah he's the biggest bust in the NBA all that bro nah, it's not like that man because he, he's he's the scorer like in college that nigga was balling fam no one could tell you otherwise like he was a well-deserved first first round pick fam he, he deserved to be the number one pick just that obviously in the NBA, it hasn't, it hasn't gone right for him. But like I said a couple seconds ago, I feel like if he was to leave, which will, I don't want him to leave, but it's business, isn't it? If he was to leave, he should go to a team that's rebuilding. Like, the Suns will be a perfect fit for him. Because obviously, he doesn't really have the offensive load because, you know, Devin Booker's there. you got Trevor Ariza there. you got DeAndre Ayton they got a young core as well, so I think them man can nurture him and he can learn one or two things from them man. So that could help him if he was to leave. Another place they were saying was for him to go Cleveland. But the way <laughs> the way the Cavs are set up, I don't know, man, because I don't know. I don't think I don't think he should go to Cleveland, man. If there's any way he could go is the Suns, but obviously do the Suns really have assets that I feel you want to use? Cause I was hearing that. If he wants to go to the Cavs, it will be a trade for Colin Sexton or maybe one of the vets. We all know that J.R. Smith wants to leave the Cavs anyway. Or maybe a Cal Culver. But uh, I don't think he should go to Cleveland. I don't think it would be a good fit for him. Hopefully he does stay, man. Hopefully he does sort himself out, man. Because I feel like he'll be a really good player in the league. But as for now, he's not looking too pretty. Other news, quick update. Obviously, Melo got taken off the Rockets roster, but it's still peak because Houston, Houston, they're still, they're still looking shaky, man. Like this just proves the fact that they made Melo a scapegoat, man. I said this on the last episode of the podcast. You, you, you cut Melo, but you're losing to the Cavs, who are three and fourteen, fam. Like, what's that, bro? And these man, last night against the Wizards. James Harden obviously had a, he had a huge night. He dropped 54 and 10, I believe. No, he dropped 54, 8 and 13. And they still lost to the Wizards in overtime. Like, these man, they need to sort it out, man. And a lot of people say, oh, yeah, they lost Ariza, they lost Embarmute. But that's not why they're losing, fam. I just, I don't know. I feel like they're 
they're burnt out, man. They're just burnt out at the moment. Like it's just it's just not working, and they already don't play defense as it is. So it's, I wouldn't say they don't need to blow it up, but they they need to find their way. They need to start winning and start winning quickly, car. The Western Conference, one of the conferences where if you don't be careful, you won't even make playoffs, fam. Car, look what the Clippers are doing. Who would have thought Clippers would be leading the East? I mean, leading the West. Who would have thought um, Conley and Gozo and them man would be doing dirt up in Memphis to put them second in the West, fam? Like, it's mad this year. Everything could go in its head right now. So it's really unexpected. Like, no one really knows what's happening. And as for the Wizards, that's a big win for them, man, because they're, they're in a tough place right now. The GM was talking about how, like, any no anyone can get, basically. <laughs> like, anyone can get chained. So, obviously, I think chained the next day, everyone was just pointing at each other like that Spider-Man meme, like, you're getting chained, nigga. But, yeah, in, I don't think they will trade John Wall anyway because his contract, as I said last week, his contract is ridiculous. Anyone picking up that contract, yeah, that will, that will not be a smart move. But Bradley Bill... He's more likely to get moved on. They've been saying a couple of places that he could go. Probably like the Lakers or 76 or something like that. But I feel like, yeah, that team, yeah, that dressing room, that locker room is really not a place to be right now, man. Because you got niggas casting each other out. You got niggas buying other the other players' rollies and they're still, you're still getting cast out. Like, it's not, it's not the place to be, fam at all but they should bounce back man and on top of that you got Dwight Howard <laughs> alright we'll come up to we'll, we'll get on to Dwight Howard later on in the show fam. but moving on let's talk about the league leaders right now so total points leaders in the NBA right now Joel Embiid the process baby 616 points he leads the league with most points I kind of like, I rate him though, because in the beginning of the season, he said that, right, like, I'm trying to win MVP. And as it's looking like so far, who's going to stop him? Who's actually going to stop him? Because I watched when Philly played the Pelicans at Fargo Center, and he locked up AD. Anthony Davis, yeah, dropped 10 points, fam. And three of them were free throws. Like, for a man like that, I was so surprised, bro. And he choked late game as well. He had three free throws. And he, he bricked the last one, which would have sent the game into overtime. Cool, yeah. So, um, total points leaders, Joel Embiid in first place. KD second. LeBron, Kemba. I Kemba's been so solid this season, man. He's been dropping. He's been dropping big numbers, fam. Like, good on him, though, man. Because I think he's a free agent at the end of next season. He's only making 12 mil. So, you know he wants to get paid next summer, fam. And Michael Jordan, obviously, he's running things in Charlotte. He's promised him the... He, he said he wants to re-sign him, innit? But whether or not they'll give him Supermax, I don't know. But, yeah, man, I mean, Charlotte through and through. He deserves to get paid, man. He's a, he's a good brother for him. James Harden leading the league in points per game at 30. LeBron, second, 28.3. KD, 28.2. Alongside Kemba Walker and Joel Embiid. Got 28.1 points per game. Moving on to assists. Up in the north, Kyle Lowry leading the league in assists with 219. Then Drew Holiday, Ben Simmons, John Warren, Trey Young. And yeah, Lowry averaging double digits for assists, 10.4. Drew Holiday, 9.2. John Wall, 8.1. Ben Simmons and James Harden tied with 7.9. 
assists per game. Total rebounds, the process, Joel Embiid, 292. Andre Drummond got 274 total rebounds. Then Hassan Whiteside with 254, as does Rudy Gobert. And Enes Kanto got two less at 252. But rebounds per game, Andre Drummond leads that with 16.1. Then Whiteside, 14.1. DeAndre Jordan of the Mavs now, 13.6. Embiid with 13.3. And the Greek Freak averaging 13 rebounds per game. Stills, Paul George and Jimmy Butler tied. Oh shit, and Covington as well. They all got 2.3. And Harden and CP3, 2.2 steals per game. I think Clippers are still running the show in the West at the moment. Yeah, they're 13 and 6 this season. That's actually mad. And considering the rebuild they've had in the last couple of seasons, it's mad to see Doc Rivers is there doing his thing. Like, this nigga traded his own son for this, man. Man sold his soul, fam. <laughs> but yeah, obviously, Golden State, second, 15 and 7. Nuggets, Memphis, and OKC. OKC been going strong recently, man. They've been doing their thing, fam. Obviously, Westbrook's back. Paul George firing. Dennis Schroeder, yeah. He might just fuck around and become sixth man of the year. Cause I'm seeing this nigga drop 30 off the bench, fam. I know Lee Williams been doing his thing as well, but I love me some Dennis Schroeder, fam. Trust me. And then Portland Lakers and the Kings make up the playoff spots. But yeah, a lot of teams in the East have been in the West have been playing poorly. Like Utah got the second worst record in the league at the moment. And if you had told me that last year, I would have told you a lying, fam. Because the way them men were pulling out last season, it's just this year they haven't been doing it, fam. Donovan Mitchell, bare field goal attempts, but it, they're, just, they're just not going in, man. It's like every time he shoots the basket, it's just getting smaller for him. But I'm sure he'll, he'll shake it off, man, because he does this, man. He does this, fam. Over in the East, as it's as you were, basically. Toronto and the Bucks are the top two, Philly and third. Pacers, Pistons, Boston Celtics. Celtics are another team that are in a poor run of form, fam. I don't think at the moment Brad Stevens has figured it out with the integration of Gordon Hayward because I still think he's on a minutes restriction and that's harming Tatum because that nigga's been ass this season, fam. <laughs> um, Carrie's getting back on track. Obviously, he, he's been dropping big numbers recently. Last game, what did he drop? When they, they beat the Pelicans last night, and he dropped 26 and 10. That was even the game I'm talking about. That's still solid, though. 26 and 10. Feel, no, they should figure it out, though, man. But I feel like someone's going to have to go. Like, one of them niggas, you know, Danny Ainge, fam. He'll, 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 he'll get one of them, man, gone, fam. Whether it's Carey or Roger. I think any nigga in the Celtics can get. The only man that can't get traded, I believe, yeah, is Tatum. Because that is a future franchise player, man. But anyone else, fam, even Big Al, that's my nigga, but Big Al can get it, fam, guy. He's been shit this season as well, man. Big Al, we all know Kyrie, he, he don't even know what he's doing. Um, Jalen Brown, literally anyone can get it, man. Tatum, the way I see it, Tatum's the only untouchable guy there, fam. Um, especially if they want to go for AD, they have the assets for that as well. Obviously, Charlotte, they're literally 500. 10 and 10, and then the Magic fill up the last playoff position at the moment. So, yeah. um, It's interesting, man. It's interesting to see what will go down in the upcoming weeks. 
what will happen, whether Melo will find another NBA team to play for, or he'll retire. If he does retire, it'll be a sad way to go out, man. It'll really, it'll really be a sad way to go out. I feel like he's still got a little bit left in the tank, man. He could do that even if he's off the fence, drop a little 15 from that. Come on, man. Someone sign Melo, man. Free Melo, man. Free Fort's team, man. Free Simmons team, fam. That nigga needs to learn how to shoot threes, fam. I saw a picture of the game at the Nets, yeah. He was at the top of the three-point three line, innit, fam. All the niggas was in the paint. <laughs> Everyone just had to catch that rebound, but... He just needs a little jump shot, man. Not even a... He just needs to... Even if it's from, like, 12 feet. Just have a little jumper from 12 feet out. I'm not even asking this guy to do step back freeze and shit like that just have a little jump shot then man i watch how his numbers will skyrocket and yeah clutch pod nba segment as i said for the premier league segment trying to find ways to improve try to get like some guest speakers and um if you have like any questions that need answering or if you want to bring up any points or even if there's players or teams we've been sleeping on like let us know in it tweet us at clutch underscore pod and yeah well, obviously we're now on itunes as well spotify and soundcloud and yeah we'll be back same time next week i'm your host ab this is clutch pod don't forget to follow us on twitter at clutch underscore pod much love if you're still listening at this point and yeah let's wrap it up